Ridiculous. Um, yeah, let's talk about Jared Leto feeling alienated. Um, Let me get the picture yeah. ready. I love that he's so fucking butthurt about Joker. Like, like it was his baby. You know, it was funny when we were recording this earlier, you were like, uh, you know what? There were all these formative Joker performances and you just, I meant to come back, completely skipped over Jared Leto. And that was in unintentional. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I just, forgot he played him because he, so he didn't play him. He didn't play him, no. He played some damaged fucking goth. He played some sexy goth in like from <laughs> Hot he Topic. To sexy. He's, he's, he's sexy Joker, which is just wrong, you know? Not with those eyebrows. No, yeah. Oh my God. Some the, chung one with those eyebrows. Jesus, the original design for this, he looks like he lives... He's fucking had his eyebrows tattooed around the flats or something, you know? <laughs> around the flats. Yeah, fucking hell. It's despicable. I love the I love the fucking the caption as well. This is an early Joker makeup test. The research and fine tuning that went into crafting a character is are endless. Fine tuning? Jesus Christ. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's such bullshit. Oh, I hate everything about it. I I, I'd like to think he's not even posing. This yeah. is him just so happy. Yeah, he loves that he's it. he's playing the Joker. I don't even think it is him. I'll never feel alienated. No. Oh, my God. I'm going to have this role for years. <laughs> yeah. People are going to be talking about this forever. They thought Heat Ledger was good. Yeah, wait till they get a, wait till they get a load, load of, me. of me. Oh, I like it. <laughs> wait till they get a load of me. Yeah, it feels alienated. Look, you know, a part of that is to do with... Uh, him, the, being oh, him, wait, be, sorry, him being shit. Him being shit. Bad directing. Too sexy. Too sexy. The movie's direction. Could you bring down the sexiness? Yeah, just take... I, I really can't, guys. I really can't. I really guys. can't. I'm the lead singer in a band. I don't know if you know I'm that. I'm actually this yeah. sexy. I'm actually... This is me at one. Yeah, this is me at one. You don't want to see me at ten. Uh, flaccid. Erect. <laughs> yeah. Flaccid. Erect. Um, Six. Midnight. Six. <laughs> midnight. Should we start the podcast? We should. <laughs> That's the next one. Next, next one. Sorry, next one. Sorry. One day. One day we'll get Damn. that singing special like you want. Fuck, man. I've been rehearsing. But not this time. I've been doing my ox. Yeah. I've been doing my octaves. Oh, very good. Do e mi fa solatito. Okay. Uh, my name is Connor. And I'm Ian. Please don't unsubscribe. Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> this isn't a singing episode, we swear. This is a... A Joker episode. A Joker episode. Joker episode. Indeed. So check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those good like, places. Subscribe, all the good uh, stuff. But first, we're going to get straight in to the box office. This straight week. to straight in to series. Box, uh, Ser- series. Box series. Bo- box office. So, series. Series. Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, we before we obviously saw the Joker, and we're going to be talking about that. Yes. But even before that, it was our kind of box office baby that we were looking at. And uh, the Friday Estimates just came out, right? It's slang. It's slang. Again. Yeah. It looks like Zombieland might fall to it. Yeah. And this is its third weekend out. So, so and the it, Estimates have it just beating Zombieland to double tap. Yeah. At 32 point. Five million is what it's estimated at. Yeah, it's going to be beaten by Maleficent, they think, but uh, it's holding strong second place. <laughs> and Maleficent is a big Disney film with yeah. Angelina Jolie. For she some reason, still exists. It doesn't hold like Maleficent coming out. Like it's blinking, you'll miss it for me. But I thought that Angelina Jolie was swallowed by the earth when 
uh, Brad Pitt broke up with oh, her. Oh, yeah, me too. I yeah. was like, she still yeah. exists? She still exists. So if she's not dating my favorite Brad. Oh, she's then... just not relevant anymore. Oh, oh I see. Zing. <laughs> you just got burned, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Damn. Damn. We side with your husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Um, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, but Joker is making like it's six hundred and fifteen million at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nearly it's going to pass Justice League, which is insane. This weekend, it's insane that Justice League is going to be beaten by Joker. A movie about a demented clown beats the box office of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Holy Trinity of DC. And we always forget Aquaman, who just made a billion. He just made a Aquaman made a billion dollars. That says so much about how DC was handling their movies. Yeah. you know was handling their movies because Joker is the step in the right direction. And we're hoping it continues. Hopefully. Hopefully Birds of Prey isn't as bad as I think it'll be. So Joker is slaying at the box office right now. It really is. So it has an estimated budget of 55 million. Yeah. And the highest estimate I could find was Mm. 70 million. Yeah. And it's on 619 million right now. Yeah. So it, it's it's a huge success right now. It if really it made is. 100 million less, it was it would be a huge success. Absolutely. It's, it's destroying for a movie that yeah. like... Is, is apparently going to turn us all into serial killers but you know it's amazing and then what were you, how much were you saying the marketing budget was the estimate I could find I think it was like the Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. was estimating the marketing budget at 120 million so even still 175 million to including marketing budget this movie is killing it it's it's such a success. Yeah, it really is. And, we, and you know, when a movie is this successful, there's always talk of sequels. I mean, we might get into that a little bit later. Yeah, definitely. I, I assume Warner Brothers are just trying, begging, yeah. walking Phoenix. I mean, he wants to. That's he does, weird. but he's, a, he's an odd, he's an odd character. He's an odd, he's an odd cookie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, well, as you said, we'll get into that. We'll get into it later. But right now, let's just talk box office. It's, it's the fact that it's about to be Justice League is crazy. It is. And why it's crazy is because Justice League costs three hundred million. Mm-hmm. That's just a production budget, and then the estimate another three hundred million on top of that, two fifty, three hundred million so, on top of that. So Justice League made about a euro profit, basically. Uh, yeah, one one euro, one fifty, <laughs> around there. A chicken fillet roll profit is what Justice League. You could made. go to the Euro Saver menu. Yeah, in oh, McDonald's. Lucky them. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to get a b- one and a half burgers, please. One and a half burgers, please. That's all <laughs> for Justice League. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Like that's where it's sitting right now. Um, it's 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 about to beat the shit out of Justice League. Jesus. And rightfully so. Yeah. It deserves it. And it I, does. I, as we were saying, hopefully. Warner Brothers wake up and yeah. go, oh, okay, we need to treat our characters differently. Yeah. We need to get directors with interesting takes. Mm-hmm. We need to be a bit bolder. Yeah. Stop looking at Marvel. Yeah, basically. They tried to emulate what Marvel's doing. It didn't work. No. And also, we've got a great connected universe with the MCU. Absolutely. So let's give us something different. Just do whatever you... Just, you know, let people run wild, you know? Yeah. If you want to do a Batman trilogy, do a Batman trilogy. Don't don't feel the need to introduce other characters or whatever. Yes, it would be cool, but clearly you are incapable of doing that. So exactly. maybe hold off. And also, when you think about it, right? So the Joker is a smash hit right now. Yeah. I wonder if... if Todd Phillips, that's the director. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he's like, I want to do a Joker movie. And they're like, right, we can make this a big franchise. So you need to add this character and that character yeah. and that character in. And it'll all tie together. Mm-hmm. Just the way the amazing Spider-Man tried to do that. <laughs> like, well, yeah. the second movie is going to be all the villains. So yeah, yeah. they can be in the third movie. We're going to have that villain origin lab. 
Where, uh, exactly. Yeah, where we're going to put all this stuff. We're going to put a little box of acid and, co- and a coin and then a question mark cane wink. and everything. You might see that later. You know? Wink, wink. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Same problem with Iron Man 2. It is. John Favreau said the same thing. Like, they were yeah. trying to build the MCU. So, like, sadly, like, there was parts of that movie that was just... I guess you just had to brush by it because they were trying to build the foundations of the MCU. So I quite, I quite like Iron Man too. I know too. you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really that like goddamn Iron Man Russian Mickey Rourke. I want my bird. I want my bird. <laughs> and he just came off the wrestler. Yeah. His best performance best ever. Best performance ever, and he goes straight into that. Yeah. Anyway. And Justin Hammer, come on, that movie has redeeming qualities. Sam Rockwell yeah. is a redeeming quality of any movie. And Don Cheadle's War Machine. Yeah, it was his first appearance. Yeah. But here. What were we saying? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we were talking about Justice oh, yeah, the League. Joker, it, it wasn't restrained by like trying to build no. all these different franchises fact, off it. Doing its own thing really saved it. You know, it really helped it. Yeah. Um, the controversy definitely made a few dollars as well. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. I've been talking to people that want to see this movie who never want to see those type of movies. Yeah, you were saying this is one of those movies where people come up to you and be like, oh yeah, have you seen Joker? Because I have. And you were like, why did you see the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a few people like that. Even my friend that I rang because i seen this twice. Yeah. And I rang him and I was like, hey, do you want to see the Joker? I'm going to see it with this other guy, mm-hmm. another buddy of mine. And he was like, oh, I've seen it already. And he goes, oh, and don't ring Paul. He's seen it too. <gasps> I was like, oh, really? Jesus. And he didn't see it together. Like he's seen it with other people, like dates or whatever. But still, I was like, "Oh, you, you, you seen?" Wow. Because any a superhero movie that my mate Dave sees mm-hmm. is because he's seen it with me. Yeah. Because he's not into those type of yeah. movies, so I was shocked when he told me he's seen that. It's crazy that the Joker has that kind of draw, and it's not something you think of, you know. I think the controversy really helped. Yeah. It's so funny yeah. how all these PC mm-hmm. nerds hashtag blah, blah, cancel, yeah. Yeah. Culture cancel culture made it made it more money. Yeah. It really did. It amplified the marketing. It's insane. So we're going to move on to the review, I think. Yes. Is there anything more to say about the box office? Just that it's about to beat Justice League, which is yeah. amazing. Honk and skunk this week. Honk for DC for doing something different. Skunk to DC for what they've done in the past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to get that out early in the podcast because yep. uh, we're going to do a non-spoiler review. And then we're going to go into heavy spoilers for the Joker. Heavy spoilers. And then at the end of it, we're probably going to talk about the Matt Reeves Batman for a bit. Yeah, because there was some casting news that's yeah. quite exciting. Yeah, so maybe, I I mean, this is more work for you, but we'll try and do timestamps or whatever so you know when we're... Exactly, yes. We're going to do a non-spoiler for a bit, then we'll go spoilers, and then we'll Matt Reeves Batman. So yeah. we'll, we'll sort it out anyway. Uh, people who don't want it spoiled, you'll be able to skip. Or you can just yeah. listen to the whole thing if you've seen it, you know? So this is the non-spoiler section yeah, right now. Yeah, so we're in the non-spoiler section right now. This is the safe zone. This is the kitty area, if you exactly, will. Exactly, yeah. There's no sharp edges. No sharp you know? edges. Just a psychopath clown that mm-hmm. might kill you, but... Exactly, but... Ignore uh, him. Uh, yeah, just to ignore him. He sits <laughs> in the corner, he does nothing. Yeah, for now. In the spoiler review, he'll do a lot. <laughs> he does everything. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, it's sitting at 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. I found that odd. Yeah, but now too. the... Uh, the public reviews have yeah. been a lot kinder. Absolutely. Well, it's a movie open to interpretation. Here, this this problem. tells a story right now. Yeah. So the total count of professional reviews is 488. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. No. You might get 200 to 300. Like, yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's a huge group of people reviewing it. And I think especially for reviewers, mm-hmm. professional reviewers, um, all that controversy... 
you want to get in on it. Yeah. You want to see what it's all about because yeah, totally. people love to go. Oh, it is. It is selling real world violence. It's promoting this and it's promoting that. There's been a lot of reviews that I saw, and it's like they're questioning a lot that happens in the movie. But then I'm watching it, and I was like, this that review makes absolutely no mm-hmm. sense because I I've I've seen reviews where they're like the question is it's like how does one downtrodden guy become some homicidal like clown or whatever notorious villain that's not a spoiler it's a Joker origin movie exactly he he obviously becomes a Joker spoiler alert he becomes a Joker he becomes a Joker at some stage and it's like how does he become this mastermind villain but I was watching the movie and I was you know it's just I I disagree with a lot of opinions out there really because I felt like killing people after I seen the movie Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 me too well I felt like killing people going in and then this <laughs> right, movie yeah. made me want to kill him more. Someone's phone went off in the cinema, actually. Really? In a Joker movie. In a Joker. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They're lucky it was a nearly empty theater. Oof. Inspires real world violence. It does. Yeah. No, the the controversy is absolute bullshit. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, and you should all go see this movie. I want to say that in the spoiler-free section. Everyone go see it. It's great. You already are. I loved it. Yeah, me too. And you loved it. I did I've seen it. it twice. Yeah. I only seen it twice because... We, I went on vacation just after I seen it. The yeah. day I, w- I was going to Portugal on Saturday, mm-hmm. so I had my tickets booked for Friday, and I was like, I have to see that movie before I go away. Yeah. So then I spent a week in Portugal, and I swear to God, mm-hmm. I was sitting on that movie. Like, I was thinking about it. Yeah. It was swimming in my head, and I wanted to see it in Portugal. Yeah. But um, it just was not... Oh, it was really difficult. It was. Yeah. We were like 20 miles from the near- nearest cinema, and then we went to a different town, and we were still like 15 miles. I'm like, how did we travel 10 miles and we're still 15 miles away from... <laughs> it's just, it was not working out. Geography was against us. So, um... I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn geography. <laughs> so, I really wanted to see it again. Yeah. Especially when we were going to do the review. I was like, yeah. I want to be fresh in my mind. Especially because I knew you were going to see it mm-hmm. just a few days before yeah. we, we do the podcast. And I, honestly, mm-hmm. I loved it more yeah. the second time. Which is crazy. And it's so such a dark, bleak movie. I was yeah. like, surely I won't enjoy it as much the second time. My girlfriend was the same. She saw it before me and we went to see it again together and she loved it more. She she loved it more the second time. So I'm not the only one. Yeah, she got uh, more out of it. My friend, who mm-hmm. I seen it with the first time, I ring him up and go, do you want to see the Joker again? Mm. Yep. Yeah. I really want to see it again. He said he was going to go see it again either way. Love it. Love it. And he loved it more. Again, the second yeah. time. I was so surprised because there were certain things that I didn't mm-hmm. like and I was that actually softer yeah. to them the second time around I actually enjoyed them yeah. so some of the things I actually was like oh actually I really love it yeah now um, yeah. when she was watching it it was uh, during all the scenes that are like kind of crazy and everything because she knew they were coming she would start laughing she was like she really? was laughing throughout. she was looking at me kind of like like isn't this fucked up you know as if to like she was laughing because like the first time she saw it she said she was horrified but when she knew that certain things were happening she was kind of like oh it's about to get fucking crazy here <laughs> and I was the same I was watching this movie as like big time comic fan and everything like this I was watching this movie and I had a big smile on my face not because anything going on on the screen was good or happy in any way but I was just like this is a really good comic interpretation especially during the Joker moments you smiling at the quality I'm just smiling at the quality of them getting it right yeah you know I just I totally understand that yeah I'm just like I I'm, got that towards the end yeah and I'm just like this is awesome yeah you're just smiling because like like you're you're really enjoying the ride you know and also I was I, I smiled just at the end really where I was like oh my god this is great yeah. but I was just so happy that it wasn't terrible because I had yeah. a lot riding on this movie me too all the, all the episodes coming up to this movie I was like I'm way too invested yeah. in this yeah. and when I was leaving I was like 
Thank God, relief. Pressure. Yeah. Pressure's off my shoulders. I didn't think it was a real movie, as I've said. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think these movies are real until they come out. And thanks, because Joker is so good, I am now excited. We'll get into it about Matt Reeves Batman. I can see that as a real movie now, thanks to Joker. I recall mm-hmm. a year ago, yeah. just over a year ago, yeah. we were talking about this movie yeah. in work. We both worked together mm-hmm. over the summer. Yeah. Oh, I remember. And you were like, nope. No. I, I don't. I don't like the look of this. I don't like it. And I know you were like, okay, Walking Phoenix is pretty interesting. Yeah. But then I recall there was the scenes of him running mm. um, out of the subway, subway. or whatever. Uh, no, it's when he walks off and he takes the mask off and he puts it down and everything. And you were like, oh, that kind of looks I kind of like that. Yeah. 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 I am. Um, that's why I like it's seeing him in the makeup and seeing the direction that they choose. You know, like him having this really unique joker style to him i think is an excellent idea Brilliant. um it's, it's and it was this it was kind of the knee-jerk reaction yeah. for, to a lot of fans of first yeah knee-jerk was like oh he doesn't look like the joker yeah wait, wait what is this but when i'm watching it i'm like oh no this this is perfect this really fits him and i want in in a spoiler review i want to talk about his appearance more because cool. uh there's something about that that i really love um and but uh it's the same reason now that i want to see Bat- matt reeves batman suit you know like i really want to see what it looks like yeah and because then I'll know what type of take they're going for. You know, like seeing this comforted me because I was like, they're going completely different. They're Super doing their grounded. own thing. It's grounded. They're doing their own thing. I love it. Yeah. And uh, I love this movie because not only do they manage to do their own thing, but they manage to do their own thing, make it grounded and have the Joker's character, like the, some of the key elements of the Joker's character be really prevalent in the movie. Big time. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised at how... It he reinvented the character without yeah. me being angry at it. Yeah. Because I, w- I went in with mm-hmm. like preconceived ideas with the Joker and when yeah. it came out I was like oh that changed my mind in a good way. You have you have this amazing thing that you got from this movie that I think we should definitely get out in the spoiler free part because I, I love this. Okay. I, lo- I love your take on this movie. You know. Sure. Well what I was saying mm-hmm. to you earlier was that I had loads of preconceived ideas about the Joker yeah. as a character because yeah. I grew up with him. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying yourself, actually, it was just off air, but you were saying like you've read the, you hear the Joker's voice in your head. You hear yeah. Mac, Mark Hamill because yeah. you've watched it for years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's ingrained in your childhood. Yeah. And I got that with the 90s Batman, the mm-hmm. Batman, the animated series. Yeah. And then I went to, and watched uh, the Tim Burton movies mm-hmm. where we seen Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Yeah. So we had Mark Hamill as the Joker, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Mm-hmm. And then Heath Ledger yeah. just dick kicked me with <laughs> quality. I was Destroys like, oh my God. Not to, not to derail you, but have you seen the script and the scene comparison for The Dark Knight Rises? No. You know when he... Uh, Please put, take, tell me he takes liberties. Oh yeah. Brilliant. When, That's when, what I want to hear. When he goes, it's when he co- goes into the party and he's like, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you see the screen, uh, the, the script, and it's like, you know, he's like, where is our Harvey Dent or whatever. But you know then what he does is he's eating and like he's eating and, and he takes just, the, the he champagne t- takes the champagne and he walks up and he starts smiling. Do you know where he is? Do you know where Harvey is? He does you- something weird with yeah. one of the guys or something like that. Yeah, he's like, Do you know where Harvey is? Do you know where yeah. Harvey is? He does that. It's like in the in the in the thing, it's just simple. It's like walks in, where is Harvey Dent? Cuts to Batman, but it's it's the liberties he That's takes. It. It's so good. So so nuanced. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, sorry, continue. So, well, like just speaking of that, yeah. you have such an idea of mm-hmm. who the Joker is, and yeah. I felt like I had I had the Joker down, and mm-hmm. I always assumed, let's call him Arthur Fleck for mm-hmm. th- for this. Okay, yeah. I know he has different names. Mm-hmm. Jack Napier, is Jack Napier is uh, Jack Nicholson. In, yeah, in Tim Burton's yeah. eighty nine, Batman eighty nine. Yeah. So, 
let's just call him Arthur Fleck for now. I always thought the Joker was Arthur Fleck at his purest form, mm-hmm. where the, the restraints were taken off. Yeah. And that's that's who Arthur Fleck truly is. He's mm-hmm. not Arthur Fleck is the fictitious character. Mm-hmm. Joker is the real person. Yeah. Where in this movie, it like flipped it mm-hmm. in a great way for me. Anyway, I found it. I was watching it because I. I was watching when I left the cinema. I was like, "Why the hell did I love that so much?" Yeah. And then the second time I watched it, I twigged it that I was seeing the Joker completely differently than I ever seen before, and mm-hmm. enjoying it, mm-hmm. which is a big deal to do yeah. from a character that I've literally grown up with. Yeah. Like Batman '89 came out the year I was born, mm. so I'm fucking. So now you know how old he is. Old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I've like, grown up with the Joker. And I had yeah. all these ideas and. When I watched uh, Todd Phillips' Joker, mm-hmm. he reinvented it for me anyway. He reinvented the wheel for me. Yeah. And what I seen was that the Joker persona, rather than like being his purest form, yeah. to me, was like his life raft mm-hmm. made out of madness. Yeah. But it was the... It, it was the... Um, it was pulling Arthur Fleck mm-hmm. out of the dirt that is Gotham City. Yeah. So I, I seen the Joker as this persona that helped him survive. Yeah to survive Gotham City and yeah. I, I love that and i never seen it that way because like the Joker can treat tr- the truth the way he wants to yeah. he can suspend reality and rewrite his own backstory mm-hmm. and I've seen like so there's the famous quote where um, Joker it's in the trailer so mm-hmm. no spoilers no. here but he says that I used to think my life was a tragedy mm-hmm. but now I know it's comedy Yeah, that's a lie mm-hmm. is a pure deep dark tragedy yeah. like it's a tragedy to stain your soul mm-hmm. you know like it's it's horrible but the Joker can just create his own reality mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it I just think it's like a defense mechanism yeah and it's like um, self-preservation it's like uh, Arthur Fleck is it's like the Joker is there he's like hey Arthur look I'll protect you from all this with madness exactly yeah he's just like I'm putting up a barrier mm-hmm. and I always love the, the the famous quote from um loads of di- I don't know what Batman uh, comic book it comes from where mm-hmm. the Joker says if I had a backstory I'd love it to be multiple choice yeah it's the killing joke yeah okay yeah. when he puts the makeup on when mm-hmm. he puts the green hair dye yeah. in he can have whatever backstory he wants yeah instantly it becomes uh, multiple choice yeah and that's what I love about it it's, he's just rewriting his own history basically and it's uh, it's great because like you even you even hear Joaquin Phoenix talk about it and he's like when he was in the makeup and in the suit and everything when he's fully the character he said it felt amazing the switch just flipped yeah and he was like oh okay yeah and I, I just love that so I that's the way I took mm-hmm. Uh, the movie I love that I love that interpretation I really enjoyed that though because I was trying to break it down you know when you love something and you're trying to put your finger on it because you know how attached you get to how a character should be and we'll we'll get to the Batman casting Mm -hmm. for Matt Reeves Batman and it's like there's a lot of animosity there totally because you have your idea of who this character is how he should look what age he should be what ethnicity he should be or she should be as Mm -hmm. well like yeah and um, yeah, I actually enjoy Todd Phillips reinventing the wheel for me. I love it. I love it. I it's not like I love that interpretation. It's not my interpretation, but I I love it all the same. Yeah, yeah. And th- and it shows to the quality of this movie that you have all these people coming away with it with different interpretations, thinking one thing and the other thing. And like we were also saying that just uh, Joaquin Phoenix physically, he looks like the Joker. You know? He's got all those pointy it's, parts. It's sharp edges. He's, yeah. he's he's thin. He's kind of gangly and everything. Looks like he could cut you with his knees. Yeah, like yeah. So sharp. So shy. He spends a lot of time shirtless and everything. And like, he does, yeah. Like, it's funny. 
everything looks like a strain to Arthur Fleck, especially when he has his shirt off, you know? Everything yes. everything like takes a lot of energy to do. But when he's He looks the, weak. He looks decrepit. weak. Decrepit. But when he's the Joker, he can have these he, it's almost like he's so powerful. Like he's yeah. so much even, even like uh, we'll get into it in the spoiler area. I'm going to write that down actually because I want to talk about that in the spoiler. <laughs> but um like when he becomes the Joker, all of a sudden he gets this physicality, and he seems like a much bigger man than he yeah. actually is. And that's why, like, that's why I, I feel like I yeah. just see the Joker's like, extending his hand and just pulling Arthur Fleck yeah. out of the shitstorm that is Gotham yeah. and saying, "Hey, how about you look at things this way?" Yeah, you know. Exactly. And what's more psychotic than looking, laughing at tragedy? Yeah. Like you know, like actually looking at the the, the harsh edges that is Gotham City. Yeah. And laughing at it. Yeah finding humor in it all it's amazing it's it's brilliant so you should all see the movie uh it's amazing i think we've said all we can without spoiling it you know what though yeah. i want to say that i read um collider yeah. gave a review and they didn't like it yeah um but they're like pc warriors they are but what they were saying when it did really well at the box office mm -hmm. it the second week around it like oh it destroyed oh no sorry it was the f opening week it destroyed it, it made records it beat venom's record all Thank that God. Uh, the October record now is held by Joker excellent and I just remember reading mm -hmm. that Collider said I think when people see this they, they were estimating that the second week mm -hmm. would be a lot softer which we now know is not was true. not the case yeah. the second week was huge yeah and it only fell something like less than 50% it fell mm -hmm. in, in America that is which is huge that's yeah. so good I'm, I'm nearly sure uh, Justice League fell over 60% oh yeah in, in like three days it fell it, it fell massively. very quickly yeah. very quickly I think it has the record of like the fastest fall <laughs> honestly I swear to god I'll look that up yeah but anyway Collider said that I think when people go see it this is when they're talking about the first weekend mm -hmm. it goes it, it'll be a lot softer in the second weekend because I think when people see it they'll see that nothing's th nothing is there mm. and it's not at all thought provoking and just listening I'm just thinking about our conversation yeah. and how deep it, we're getting into it it's not it. true and it's yeah. not thought provoking even if you dislike it yeah. it's thought provoking and you always love when Collider's wrong <laughs> yeah even Get though I actually go they're great at reporting I, news so I, on yeah. time yeah. but when they throw their opinions in I like that it. you're like oh come on nine times out of ten I disagree like that's not like it's thought provoking even if you think it's a terrible movie yeah it's trending everywhere. It's making all this money. It's yeah. obviously... All the controversy means it's, it's thought-provoking. Yeah. It's topical, at least. It's topical. And uh, actually, I was a bit quick to move into non-spoiler talk because there is one more element that we want to talk about. It's uh, There's a video on YouTube and it's Todd Phillips breaking down the opening scene of The Joker. And whether you've seen the movie or not, I think it's worth a watch. I got an education. Yeah, me too. We were, we were saying uh, before the podcast that... Uh, you know, Todd Phillips, in your head, you associate him with The Hangover and all these comedy movies. Completely underestimated the guy. Yeah, you like you. It's naturally it, you would though as well. Like The Hangover, yeah. especially the second or third one. Yeah, it's a bit of a cash grab, and it it, it gets goofier and goofier. Yeah. it's just it's it's really strange that for you think of these like people as lesser directors because they're doing comedies, and you know, it's just a pre-built-in bias that I like. I have to get over, obviously, and just people have to get over. I know, I know. I I did the, I do yeah. that all the time where I'm just yeah. like, oh well surely he's not super technically minded yeah he's not thinking about what lens he's using or what mm -hmm. frame and the lighting yeah well we're wrong we're, we're totally wrong Todd Phillips is the man he's awesome and watching him break down uh, the opening scene of the Joker it's just a treat to watch and it adds so much one thing he specifically highlights is Joker's run 
and that Joaquin Phoenix had developed this whole run for the character, so much so that the stunt double couldn't be used in certain scenes because he couldn't do it. He couldn't emulate the he, run. He couldn't emulate the run. So, uh, like, even when I was watching the movie, you know, I was looking out for the run and trying to... Todd Phillips makes this point of, like, I love seeing characters run because it tells you a lot about the character, you know? And that's actually something that... I've watched a lot of those breakdown videos and that's one of those things that I actually will take away from that where I'm like, when I'm watching a character running, what is it telling me about them? But here's the thing though, mm -hmm. not every actor thinks like Joaquin Phoenix. Like no. I know you're talking about Todd Phillips, but Joaquin Phoenix is the guy who ha who made that run. Yeah. And I think they only realised on set, oh, well, like the, the stunt, stunt double doesn't look right. Yeah. Because Joaquin Phoenix is such a good actor yeah. that he designed... This a specific run. run for the Joker, yeah, and it's it's reused. Yeah, he, there's a number of times where he runs, and totally. because you show you you sent me the link, it's mm. Variety. Yeah, Variety. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's a YouTube clip from it, Variety. It's a series, like they have a yeah. series of of uh, directors breaking down important Christopher scenes. Christopher McQuarrie, you got the Russo brothers, he did some really good Taika people. Taika Waititi, yes, yeah. Taika Waititi. And when you sent me the link to that, mm -hmm. the second time I seen the movie, yeah. I was watching and counting how many times you ran. And yeah. I think at least four times you get to see that totally. specific run. Yeah. Also, the fact that the clown shoes he was wearing yeah. had to be as big as possible where Joaquin Phoenix could still run in them. Yeah. Because you can't run in those shoes. No, of course they're not. they're huge. Yeah. Also, like, he pointed out stuff. He, he pointed out stuff that... Uh, I couldn't even see in the scene, but when I watched it in the movie, I was like, "Oh, I understand what he's talking about now." Yes, you know? big time. Uh, you'll you'll see it in it. It's in the opening scene as well. But the flower, you know, when he talks about, it, he still goes for the joke, you know, with yeah. the flower and everything. I was you like, can see the you can see the comedy and the pain. Yeah, exactly. He's still like he's still he's he's trying to go for the joke or whatever. Still the Joker. He's still the Joker, and it's a really good like right before the titles come in it's it's a really nice joker moment that i couldn't see in the trailer where he's like he goes for the flower i was like oh his flower must shoot water but i couldn't see it and then when i watched it on the big screen in 4k by the way i went to a 4k cinema so it was Ooh, it was very very fancy. nice in dundrum it was so good and uh, i was watching it and i looked for the flower and i was like oh it's such a good moment and speaking of that scene mm -hmm. in the alleyway yeah he has that amazing shot the graphic novel shot where, yeah he was trying yeah. to copy a graphic novel kind of frame yeah and it is awkward and I, I was watching I was mm. looking out for that as well because yeah. that's in the YouTube video that yeah. we're talking about where he just says that you, mm. you, you really see that in a movie this awkward angle yeah. it's up in an alleyway but it's it's all tilted and it's off to where like the fire escape is totally and it, it is a weird angle but mm. I never really clocked it in the movie yeah but when he says it then I was like oh I understand that. The man's a genius. Yeah, the man's great. Give him the Oscar. Give him an Oscar. <laughs> and the titles. Yes. He did it old 70s style. I love it. It's, really cool. It's it's a it's a video well worth checking out right after you've watched the end of this straight to series video, <laughs> yeah, obviously, because you love course. this so yeah, much. Exactly. But, but uh, I got an education. Me too. Watching it. And me too. I, I really enjoyed being schooled by Todd Phillips, the guy yeah. I totally underestimated. Yeah, me too. And then I, I've I've taken away a lot and like I know that every director doesn't focus on running and how important it is, but for some reason, like that really stuck with me, and I think I'm going to take it into other things now. But I think though it's it's a combination of Walking Phoenix as well, yeah. Because like maybe normal actors just run, yeah. You know, where Walking Phoenix actually spent time well, going, well, the character has yeah. to run like this. Well, you Tom know? Cruise is the same though. He has like he runs a certain way. Yeah, you know? and it's 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 a beauty. It's it is. It's it, beautiful to watch. It is. It's Tom great to watch. running. Oh, I love it. Anyway. Uh, that's our non-spoiler review yes. uh, so there'll be a timestamp or something where you can jump to us talking about Matt Reeves Batman 
but we're going to go into spoilers, spoilers. now. Spoilers. So if you have not seen this, yeah. we've given you a, yeah. a good old chance. A good old chance. And we're going to pause the recording and come back. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to get into it. Let's do it. Yeah. <sighs> and we're back. Three, two, one. And it's spoilers. Spoilers. Now, now go, we're going to talk about spoiling it. I love, he's dead. He's She's dead. dead. <laughs> he's dead. She's dead. These said. These did. The blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of elements that you can only talk about this movie when you spoil it. Yes. So, uh, uh, yeah. I love the fact that just to get into his look and everything that, that it's incestuous. And what I mean by that is... Please explain that. Uh, he obviously kills those three guys on the subway. Yes. And then those... I'd like to think he did anyway. Yes, I'd like to think he did. Because this movie, obviously, he's an unreliable It's so narrator. ambiguous. Yeah. Do you feel it's so ambiguous that everyone has their own idea of what really happened what really and what happened. didn't? Yeah. I'm sure... I, I don't want to be the cynical guy who's just like, well, he never left the hos- yeah. hospital. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's, that's the fun. case. No, I really don't think that's the case. There's a few things that I'm... I'm like 90% sure happened you know the movie gives me the option of not believing them but I yeah. I like to think that you know I'm I'm pretty confident in, in knowing myself what happened and what didn't happen it's like a retro a retroactive yeah uh, oh what do you what do you call them um, what it, uh, a retroactive interactive yeah, episode yeah yeah I know what you know you what mean. I mean like afterwards going back knowing that there's a potential that not all these yeah. scenes are actually happening uh a retroactive interactive movie yes a retroactively yeah a retroactive interactive movie yeah but like unique uh, new york unique you know new york but uh, (laughs) but i i was kind of clued in that stuff wasn't happening like i picked up on it early on in the movie oh okay i know i know this is modest much uh, (laughs) maybe no go on on. Uh, but i do own a podcast where i talk all the time so clearly modesty isn't isn't a big thing in my head oh (laughs) <laughs> Owns a very strong word. I co-own a podcast. I am co-own. I am, I am lucky enough to be on Ian's podcast. You know, <sighs> that feels so much better. Yes, yeah. with no, but I do. I am on a podcast where I talk a lot, so clearly I'm not particularly modest. But uh, and also, do you have you found you watch movies now that you know you're going to review? Yeah, and you're taking notes in your head. Yeah, kind of go, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. There's, you know, there's, it's a bit differently than just talking to your friends. Yeah, it really is. Like I think of stuff that I, I like. I want to bring up on the podcast, but. Uh, no, it was when uh, he's talking to the guy who gives him the gun. And the guy says, um, hey, listen, you know you're my friend, Arthur. You know I like you, whatever. I took that initially. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting that he, he would say that. You know, yeah. it's a, uh, that, that they have that relationship where he would just give him a gun. And then you find... The, you're my favorite you're, as well. You're my favorite. That's a great indication right yeah. there. Even though I, did, I didn't see it. Yeah, and then, and then he goes into the office and the guy's like, hey, and, he, and th- that character said you tried to buy a gun off him. And that happens early on in the movie. And I was like, okay, right. So that's not how he got that gun then. Yeah. So, my, so I was clued into that. But to get back to what I was saying about his look, the incestuous nature. So he kills those three guys and he has that clown outfit on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the papers put out this clown image and then they make the clown masks out of it. I love when he tries, when he, to, when he like, tries to emulate yeah. it. Then when he becomes the Joker, he takes that clown mask and turns himself into looking like the mask. So he inspires himself. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's a, I love that it's accidental as well. Yeah. It's not politi- politically driven for him. No. So that's really good. And it's, I felt like people were... Yeah. People were really hanging on that. Yeah. As if like, oh, it's so political. The Joker's not political. He isn't. And that... I He's was, a fucking dog that was just left let yeah. off the leash. I was trying to... Th- and I by was, accident. Yeah. I was trying to remember why... Um, 
why what what the line was that I thought was really Joker when he was on the talk show. And it's like, no, I have no political motive whatsoever. I killed those three guys because they were bad guys. They I'd wanted to yeah. basically, and uh, you know it got him noticed, which is the thing that yep. he he was like, I never fully thought I was a real person, but now people are starting to see me. I know it's you amazing. Know? It's so nice that he's like. He's like, now people see me and they like what they see. The curtain jerk. Yeah, exactly. You know, just and he's just like, yeah. yeah. And people are noticing. Yeah. There's so much goodness in there this is. movie. There really is. We never even spoke about him dancing. His dancing is... And that scene is so elegant. Yeah, it And is. it comes after brutal, brutal violence. Yeah, it is. And I love the contrast. Mm-hmm. And then he just does this elegant dance. And mm. I had we had spoken about this earlier off... Yeah off air but um, on set they mm-hmm. actually had that music that you yeah. hear in the movie because Todd Phillips sent the script to the composer which is this female cellist yeah. she's only done a few movies mm. and um, she wrote music to just the script after reading yeah. it and that's what they had on set and they played it at certain times mm-hmm. just to get into a mood yeah and I think it really worked. Like, was it unrehearsed as well? That's so. That scene, they had no. They had him going into the bathroom. They didn't know what was going to happen yeah. in that scene, and uh, they kind of just improvised the whole thing where he just danced and everything. I wouldn't be surprised in the script. He's supposed to freak out because he just killed three guys. Yeah, or maybe he's like supposed to maybe laugh, like start laughing. Maybe, maybe look maybe in the mirror and be he, like, like because they have this thing where he's a neurological issue where he laughs at inappropriate times. Yeah, maybe he starts laughing then and he doesn't know why. Yeah. And, like I, you said in the non-spoiler review, what that the Joker is this like it's this way of helping Arthur out. Yeah. Whereas I always I still saw it as the Joker was always who Arthur is. This neurological issue of him laughing at inappropriate times, he's not. He's laughing at what he thinks is funny. Yeah, you know, and I think that's hammered home. When it's he, like an, an internal battle. Then yeah, he, the what, Joker's trying to get out yeah, when he's laughing. You know, they're medicating him and they're telling him you have this problem with your laugh, and you see him trying to emulate what normal people find funny as opposed to what he finds funny yeah because uh, it's always inappropriate exactly and uh i always i i thought that was hammered home the re- the reason why i came away with that was when you see the flashback of his mother and you hear what happened to him as a child with the abusive <sighs> that father is rough. it is i ended up really not liking the mother by the end of it you know oh no me either yeah what do you think though do you think she had an affair with thomas wayne no i don't think so it, you know when you see the the photo though yeah after he killed her yeah and it says like you've yeah, a beautiful smile TW. or something like that yeah. yeah I do love how they still want to let you question it yeah. a little bit Yeah, you know I do enjoy that even though I must say I wa- when I first watched that movie mm-hmm. and he made the connection with Batman mm-hmm. and Joker being brothers I was like fuck this yeah. no this can't I, I, can't I don't want case. that I don't want them to be brothers that are just fighting all the yeah. time it's just it's too much mm-hmm. it's it's too much of a connection because they are literally white and black like mm-hmm. they're, they're these two contrasting things yeah. entities that are just going to be forever battling and yeah. that's amazing Let's not make them brothers as well. No. Let's not romanticize it in more than it already is. It, it adds is. too much of an element. I even like the way that it wasn't the Joker who killed Thomas Wayne. It was it was still a nameless mugger yes. who had the Joker mask, you know? Yeah. And my other favorite thing is when he was shot, when Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne were shot, he still took the pearls because the pearls are our big element. I did notice that as yeah. well. And like, I'm not a huge, like I am a comic book fan, but I yeah. just, I'm not engrossed in it like you are and yeah. I wouldn't know as much, but I still loved the element of the pulling on the pearls. I, 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 li- I like the taking of the pearls because that's always, that's such great imagery in it looks Batman comics. amazing in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it, it does. Actually does. It looks really good. Now my whole, 
My problem with that as well is it's shot in such a Zack Snyder way where what would Thomas Wayne do? Make a fist and try and punch him. No, of it's course. Like, it's and such a Zack Snyder thing. And it's well, also, it's, the, it's the Watchmen intro. Yeah, exactly. But with Batman versus Superman. Yeah, like I like it as well, but I always prefer the... I, I always prefer the Thomas Wayne who's like... They list, leave them alone, okay? Here's my money, okay? Just take my money. Which is and brilliant in Batman Begins. In Batman Begins. Like, he's like, look, it, that's my wife and my kid, okay? Ignore them. Mm-hmm. I'll give you my money. You can have my watch or whatever. Just take yep. it. I always prefer that version. But I, I like sorry. these different versions, you know? I love the da- more darker Thomas Wayne, though. Yeah. And um, it's mad that... What was the... Alec Baldwin was going to play him. Yeah. I'm so glad that didn't happen. It wouldn't work. It really wouldn't and work. And I like Alec Baldwin. Me too. But Al- I'm just so... I just, it yeah. would bring a different... Like, I... Is Brett Cullen, is that his name? Brett Cullen, yeah. Uh, he's a not, He makes him more questionable. He makes him yeah. like a bad guy. Even just that guy's face. Yeah, he looks like a bad guy. If he was a nice guy, I'd still be like, he has yeah. a hidden agenda. Exactly. And I yeah. like that. It is it's it is nice. Um, but, but then you, we don't know. We don't know. Because we're seeing it from Arthur. Arthur Flex Angle. Flex Angle, I, yeah. You know what? I, I'm not even sure it says TW on that photo. You know, I think he just looked at that and it might have just, it might have had a completely different initial, but he sees it and he's like, it said TW. Could have been blank. Could have been blank. Could have been, exactly. It couldn't have, it could have been blank. Did he have a picture in his hand? Yeah. Did he even have a picture in his hand? Who knows? But uh, it, it was the scene. The reason I think that the Joker was always suppressed is that it's the scene where the mother is talking to the police and she's all bruised and she's like, you know, we found him tied to a radiator, emaciated. And she was like, he was such a happy boy. And that, and that, in my head, that meant like, his mother was getting beaten up and he was tied to a radiator but he was sitting there with a smile on his face laughing. the whole time or oh, laughing or something I do like that so, though so I was sitting there thinking like she went crazy not just because she was going she, like she was already a little psychotic and then she was going through this thing with an abusive husband but then her adopted son was sitting there enjoying it enjoying it, it yeah seeming to enjoy it or something that is Dark. Yeah, but which that was my interpretation of it. Isn't it such a nice touch that he's standing in the same room yeah. that they're interviewing the mother in? Yeah, yeah. As an adult, Arthur it, Fleck, like he's so just good. standing there watching. I love that. Yeah, I love that touch and that. Um, you know when 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 you hear about what happened, it's it like he's adopted. He's still they harken back to the Joker. It's a classic Joker. At the end of it, it turns out he is an Arthur Fleck. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the fact that he's adopted, yeah, brilliant that you brought that up. Yeah. I, I love that element too because then mm. I'm like, he, he, we still don't know where he came from. Yeah, he, he's, he could be anyone. He's still anonymous. It's perfect. I love that. Yeah. I did love that. That it, was actually a great touch. It, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was so glad to see that he wasn't Batman's brother as well. Yeah, me too. It's a relief, you know? Also, Zazie Beats through that whole movie I'm like she's way too good looking for him yeah, she's yeah. way too good looking I think I love Zazie Beats I think she's a phenomenal actress, uh, actress but yeah. also she's just she's so hot like she's, she's stunningly beautiful especially when we seen her as Domino yeah. in Deadpool 2 I yeah. was like I'm in love with this person yeah, yeah. she's amazing she's really good in wounds as well she's very beautiful yeah, yeah. A- Atlanta Atlanta a- and her beauty's really downplayed in Atlanta yeah. she's just wearing like common clothes yeah, you know she's still she's still beautiful yeah where Arthur Fleck he's a wreck yeah he looks horrible like he, he does. does like Joaquin Phoenix is not a bad looking guy but with 52 pounds less yeah which is what was reported that he mm-hmm. lost 52 pounds yeah he, he's horrible looking he like is. He's, just, he is. He's, he's scary and that was another thing those pointy features as we yeah. said but, well, th- even in his face that's how he looks like the Joker you he know? looks so older much older as he well he does he looks aged big time and yeah. then when you see him on Jimmy Fallon a year so, after so much younger it, yeah so he looks much, great he looks full he looks like himself you know the which, amount of weight that he has compared to yeah. Arthur Fleck which is obviously like 
it's it's another way because he's such a method actor it's probably another way of getting out of that character's headspace by putting on that weight and just when you look in the mirror not seeing him anymore you know did you hear him talk about when he loses all that weight how he enjoys the control though yeah that he has that sort of control yeah over his body he likes that yeah he's a he's a crazy person he is but I like him oh I like him yeah you know you're talking about him being adopted mm-hmm. and he been like the kid that's smiling yeah. at his mother getting abused yeah. well um, he Walking Phoenix himself talks about how he seen signs of PTSD mm-hmm. in the Joker in the Joker yeah because he's struggling with a past mm-hmm. um, abuse or whatever yeah. it was you know so yeah. he really thought that um, he was struggling with PTSD through the whole movie yeah. as well which was interesting it is and uh, there was there was some I was trying to say uh, I've forgotten it now um Sazzy Beats. Sazzy Beats. Yeah, uh, it was. It's to do. It's related to when I was saying that. Um, you know, when he talks about, and you know, so when the his boss says like, and you tried to buy a gun off this person. You know, like when I knew that when they introduced Sazzy yeah. Beats, not only when they introduced her, but when she came to the door and she was like, "Hey, you're Arthur, right? You're a funny guy, Arthur." When she said yeah, that, yeah. I was like, "She's not real." Also, she knows his name. She knows his name. I was like. Number one, never introduced himself. Yeah. So how does she know his name? All that, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, she's she's imaginary. So I I clocked on that early when he walks into her room. Yeah, later into her apartment, and he just sits down. Yeah, and she's like, oh, uh, you're you're Arthur, right? You, Arthur, live, right? you live down, down the, the hall. Road. Hey, where's your mom? Like, do you want to do 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 you need something? She's actually being like really oh, nice. My God, that Did is such an intense scene. Didn't you get a taxi driver vibe? You know when he turns around and he does the. Also, when he has the gun, yeah, and he's playing with it when oh, he shoots the wall. I love it. I love that yeah. so much. You know, the one time I jumped in this movie was when he walked into the screen door at the oh, hospital. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. a great scene. Yeah, he walks into the screen door, and the the police officer, your man, I think is Shia Wingham. Yeah, we only re- discovered that his daughter is, is the, it, the female the fe- lead in the Punisher season yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Ah, oh, that, and that, I love that actor as well. He's he's really good. He's in everything. He is, and I think he's really good on the subway. You know when all the people start turning against him, his reaction is just—it's like watch, get the fuck down, yeah. stop fighting, and he's yeah. freaking out. Like, uh, like you feel his terror on the subway. Oh, I, big time! I think he, I think it's really good. Even in that Death Note, uh, you did you see Death Note? No, it was never. I did. I did. Yeah, it's, it was, it's been so long ago now. I've seen it with. Um, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, with Willem Dafoe on the Netflix thing. Like, yeah. that's not a good movie, but I really like his performance in it. Yeah, as his it's dad. really fun. I think he's really, really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he's like, he, he does such a good job. And he's like, hey, get down. And then people start turning on him. Yeah. And he looks terrified. How scary would that be? I know, yeah. And then he just like skips Joker's off. Joker's like skipping off <laughs> and everything. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, oh, yeah, there's just so many good things. I want to, I, I see there's a few things like... I was saying oh, we've we've covered that, uh, yeah. And his dancing throughout the whole thing is amazing. It's fantastic. I was telling you, yeah, that I I watched an re- interview with Walking Phoenix and he was talking about the dancing on the steps, yeah. Which isn't it crazy how iconic that is all of a sudden? All, all like instantly. I mean, it's instantly iconic. Have yeah. you seen on Google the location? No. It, the the location where they filmed that. Yeah. I think it's New York. I want to say it's New York. Yeah. It's now down as like a holy place, oh, a holy wow. location on Google. So the fans have been just tagging it as like this holy location. That's so cool. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the dancing, mm-hmm. uh, Usher, it's, it's on the screen there. Yeah, actually. it's you can in see the poster. Him dancing. Yeah, it's Naturally. the poster. 
it's an absolute iconic scene now. You were telling me how they filmed it, and I loved it. I want, and yeah. You should get, you know, explain that for people. So who don't Joaquin know. Phoenix, when the music hits, mm-hmm. um, isn't that the Gary the Glitter song? Gary Glitter song. That's yeah. more controversy yeah. to add on to the controversy. Yeah. Layers of controversy. Yeah. But anyway, when he's dancing to the Gary Glitter song, yeah. he's really in, in tune with it. Like he's mm-hmm. he's really in time, and he's a good dancer in a yeah. way. Almost, he keeps doing the, the yeah. hip thrust, and then he has a guitar moment at one yeah, stage. But it's not. He's not even. It's not really a guitar moment. You know, it's just. Oh, it's so good. But the whole thing is that that's in his head. Yeah. Because then, so he did that in like the normal twenty four frames per second. Yeah. And then he had to shoot at a higher frame rate because it goes into slow motion, mm-hmm. and the slow motion scene the score kicks in yeah at the real dark somber kind of score and that's supposed to be what is really happening yeah where he's dangly and he's weird and awkward and nothing looks right and it's horrible and walking phoenix he he salivates Mm. talking about this like he loves this scene and he's just talking about how that's actually what's really happening yeah is what we're seeing there there's no music he doesn't look cool yeah he looks awkward and weird i love that again uh, like we said in the non-spoiler underestimating todd phillips as a director because all of that is direction of course of course like brilliant surely that like that has to have been obviously if you're changing frame yeah rates Mm -hmm. then like it's it's written into the script yeah so yeah Uh, kudos to him kudos to him uh there's a few things that i want to talk about as a comic book fan there's some Joker moments in this that I love where he's really like the Joker, you know? Were you let down with the talk show scene? No. Because I, remember you were asking me about it? Yeah. And yeah. I was waiting for the cup? Yeah, yeah. So so <laughs> the famous thing in The Dark Knight Rises or The Dark Knight Returns, Returns yeah. is uh, he goes on a talk show and... Uh, he gasses the people, doesn't he? Gasses he gasses everyone. It's, it's more... Of course that wasn't going to happen. Obviously, yeah. That's more of a joke, like a, a proper Joker moment. But yeah. like when... Um, when he goes in, he, he he has this great line where he's like, "Can I keep these? Can I keep this mug?" And then he's like, "Yeah, of course. You know, we give it to all our desks. Yeah, oh, like thank a Conan you. mug. Or yeah, whatever. it's like a Conan mug. Actually, Conan voices voices him yeah. in the animated thing. Exactly. And he's like, "Hey, can I keep this mug?" That he's was like, an accident. Yeah. And then I reconnected in my head. Like, oh. Yeah. And uh, scramble for the trivia. Scramble, scramble. <laughs> um, triple trivia scramble. I love that. Trivia scramble. Mm, that's a good game show. That's, that, that's our next episode. Or Cut the stream. <laughs> <laughs> copyright. 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 Um, but yeah, he 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 says, "Can I keep this mug?" And then he smashes it and he cuts the throat of the TV host and he cuts the throat of the people, the guests, and everything. And uh, that's such an iconic moment. So when I knew there was a talk show element and Robert De Niro being a talk show host, which we haven't spoken about yet, but we need to. We Definitely. need to get into that at some stage. I thought that was going to happen. But no, I thought the... Like, they were building up that he has the gun and he's like, he's going to tell the joke. He's like, hey, knock, knock. And he goes like this or whatever. You know, he shoots himself, yeah. basically. But uh, I thought building up to that moment was great and they, it fit the it fit the movie it was in, you know? I really think it's a great moment. Now it's not my favorite Joker moment in it, like the, the the part where he kills the guy who gave him the gun and then lets the lets the uh, d- the little person. I don't know. Is it dwar- what's the dwarf? No, it dwarf? maybe it's not dwarf. I don't. I don't know anymore. Yeah, me neither. It, it changes every month. When he lets the English guy go. You yeah, know, I love that. I think that's the most Joker-like scene in the entire it's movie. It's so scary when he can't open the door because yeah. then you're like, oh wait, will he change his mind now? Yeah. 
And like, then no, he, he doesn't. Like, I love how he kisses his head. And he's yeah. like, you're always nice to me. That was Yeah, he was like, you were the only one who was ever nice to me. And that's yeah. why, that makes that scene earlier when he's faking that laugh so much better. Yes. You know, he has that fake hysterical laugh where he's like, ah, and it's over the top. And then when he gets around the corner, cuts it off, you know? Speaking of that laugh, yeah. one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Now, I have around 50 favorite scenes, scenes in the this list keeps getting longer I know yeah. I know as we we talk about it, like yeah. oh that with the, the steps is definitely up there that yeah. could be my number one actually just talking yeah. about it now but um, when he's doing his stand when he's researching stand up yeah and he's got his notebook but he's laughing out of sync with everyone because mm. he just doesn't fit into the box that is society yeah he's a strange individual and he's not getting the humour no he's actually not getting it so every time the comedian says a joke audience laughs and then he realises oh I should be laughing and then he laughs out of time Yeah, and I love that I love how he's out of sync with, with society in general do you notice he writes on it uh, slick back hair and then for the rest of the movie he slicks his hair back no yeah. I did not notice written that written on the pad he's like slick back hair and he has like a question something mark something about sex then he's and like, then he's sex sexy sex, topics or something or it's like sex sex is a is a unique topic or something or always it's like funny or always something funny. like that sex is always funny funny sex stories or something yeah it's something and, like that and uh, but yeah he writes slick back hair and then I noticed for the rest of the movie he has his hair kind of slick back there's always something to it Todd Phillips you genius yeah, you genius but what were you doing wasting your time with hangover 2 yeah, and 3 yeah I know I must say War Dogs though Great movie I really like that yeah. movie It's a great great movie And I really like Due Date There's, a, there's some yep. Strong performances in that That you wouldn't and, expect You know what The first Hangover yeah. Was amazing like, really, It actually really was such a unique Comedic film yeah. at the time Totally it Just it, I guess to the fact that he did a trilogy And the second one was yeah. worse And then Diminishing yeah, the Returns third The third yeah, one was yeah. Anyway again. Well, yeah. uh, But I, I like I loved, I loved that every time, you know, he's out of sync with society. But, you know, I kind of wanted a bit more of him being this unreliable narrator and uh, a bit more hints that maybe he was doing things on purpose, you know? Yep. Like when he brings the gun to the children's hospital, you know, when it falls out. Yeah, I love that scene. Like, and I love like, shh, shh, kid. <laughs> uh, uh, that's amazing. But in my head, I kind of wanted maybe for him to be like, maybe he brought that gun on purpose, you know? Ooh. Maybe he thought it was funny. Yeah. You know, if he had a real gun or something. Just his own little joke. Yeah, you know, his, his own joke. In his head, he might have... They liked, don't know I have a gun. Yeah, they don't know I have a gun, and he might have found that humorous in some yeah. way. Or even when the guy accused him, he's like, apparently you stole a sign. Now, we saw the opening scene, and we know that he got beaten up or whatever, but even maybe you just see, like, he fixed the sign. It's like, it's stuck together yeah. again, but he kept it, you know? Because that's just... Does he even know he kept it? Does he you even realize? He doesn't even realize that he kept it, or maybe yeah. he held on to it because he just wanted to see what would happen. Well, for me, mm-hmm. I found it really nicely balanced yeah. with the unreliable narrative, as you said, or yeah. narrator, as yeah. you said. But I must say, the second time you watch it, mm-hmm. you it's way more enjoyable yeah. then because you're like, oh, that, uh. yeah. like, you just start analyzing it differently, and yeah. that's what I loved. That, that I think that's why I loved it more the second time. Yeah, because I was starting to go where Fight Club, I didn't like mm-hmm. Fight Club does this, the the bait and switch as well. Yeah, but with Fight Club, that switch mm-hmm. is everything. You know that way. Yeah, that's one of those movies where like high. Uh, Kaiser Soze mm-hmm. at the end of the, the Usual Suspects, you'll yeah. never watch, you'll never enjoy it as much as that first time. No, we are like, oh. oh, Bruce Willis was dead all along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I love the Usual Suspects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. with this, I enjoyed it because it wasn't a huge, like it, everything wasn't relying on this one big 
twist. No. It wasn't a Shyamalan twist at no. the end. And, and the clues, and they gave you clues throughout the movie. Totally. You know, they told you part of the time. Yeah, you know, he's not telling you exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, like, for, I keep I keep ignoring it, forgetting that it happened. He has that whole daydream about being on Robert De Niro's show. Right at the start. Right at the beginning. And it's telling you, like, you know, this guy, you're getting it from his ankle, which therefore means completely unreliable. So it's... Uh, like, I always forget that scene. That's a great scene. Yeah. This second time I watched it, I was like, mm-hmm. how did I not get the whole Zazie Beats yeah. thing being fictitious? Yeah. yeah, because I totally forgot about that scene because it's, mm. so, it's so early on. Yeah, and you don't even think about it because it's done in such a way that, like, at the time it's like, oh, this is very obviously not real. Yeah. So then for the rest of the movie, you're it, it, it kind of tricks you into lulling into it where it's like no this is very obviously not real yeah yeah it kind of tricks you into thinking like oh but the rest of this is real you yeah, know it's just a daydream it's a double fault basically yeah yeah um or I, no double bluff not a double fault well, we should talk about De Niro's performance yes we never we yeah we got to talk about De Niro's performance I loved it I thought it was a hearkening back to his like character charismatic and he's really likable it's been a while since I've seen him as being funny yeah and in, in Meet the Parents mm-hmm. he's, his, his humour so dry yeah where he's a little bit more flamboyant yeah. he's jokey mm. charismatic is exactly what he is yeah. it's been a while since I felt it that has. way about De Niro and the fact that he ends his show with like that's life that's, that's life that's, and he a, does that's a recurring theme he dance. does whole, I love that it's a real Johnny Carson kind of classic 60s talk 60s 70s talk show vibe and the film ends with that as well yeah uh, with Joaquin Phoenix singing it yeah. for a second as yeah. well that's great like, kind of just melt, well, he, he, said, he speaks it he's, yeah but he's like singing it and, and you like you hear the music and it's so sinister when he says it yeah. you know it just changes the tone of the song it does I love that I love when you get something like that yeah. where if you just look at something from this little tilted angle you're yeah. like oh now it's scary it's all scary. of a sudden you know yeah. it's like in um, it's like us you know they have this song I got five on it but then when you slow that down you pick up the violin from it it's also all of a sudden more sinister yeah. you know good, dire- good directors do stuff like that yeah. especially with music it's a fun way of doing god like, damn it Todd Phillips you got us again you got us again but uh, yeah I think De Niro really embodied like this talk show this charismatic talk show host like I was saying something I noticed like especially when he comes backstage to see the Joker and whatever is his teeth are super white does he have a towel around them as well he has something around his neck I think he has like a makeup sheet or something oh yeah that's probably and he has his glasses on he has a mug and like he feels like a talk show host yep. like he's this celebrity he's in front of the camera and when he's behind the camera he's really hard working and everything but like it's all about his persona and everything I was so glad to see De Niro do this yeah because it's just People watching or listening to this right now will yeah. go, ah, oh, I can't see De Niro doing that. Yeah. But it's, it's just been a, it's been a while since he really kind of let loose. Yeah. And it's not even him letting loose, but it's no. just him being fun, playing yeah. a fun character. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, he's, he's still got it. He does. You know what, that's, it's kind of fun to see that he's still got it yeah. when it comes to even characters like that that yeah. are a bit more oh, upbeat. It's so good. I love the violence in this movie as well. Like, there's not a lot of it, but when it's violent, it's violent. It's harsh. Yeah. It's blunt. There's one of the... Mo- one of my... Blunt is... Like, it is really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's just... And that... Like, I was visceral saying... Visceral, almost. Yeah. I was saying in the non-spoiler review, like, uh, when he becomes the Joker, he's all of a sudden gets this physicality that you don't expect. When he... His frame doesn't change at all. No, but all of a sudden, he seems much bigger. Like, he's shirtless when he bashes your man's head in. But all of a sudden, his this anorexic kind of looking guy gets uh, these muscles come out of nowhere yeah. as he just starts like, bashing him. Where was him. that prowess? Yeah. Like, it's just, whoa. Yeah, like, it was always there just under yeah. the surface. 
And, the fact and that's a big dude that he does yeah. that to. Total, that, that's, again, that's an excellent dichotomy as well. And he has the scissors in the back pocket and everything. Which he puts in his back pocket before he answers the before door as well. Door. So he knows yeah. shit's about to get real. He knows he's ready for shit to go down. And your man is saying, mm-hmm. why are you saying this? Yeah. So who, who's right? Yeah. I you love know? that. As he's leaving, he's like... Uh, that makes you question it yeah, again. You were the one who gave me the gun. And he's like, oh, and fucking when he says time to punch out. And he punches the thing off the wall. That's another great oh, moment. Oh, talk about fucking blood yeah. violence to that yeah. clock out machine. I love it. Or when he like snuffs out his mother or whatever, you know, and it, there's the redone version of the line. I realize it's a fucking comedy, you yeah. know, and it's just, it's such a good scene. And, uh, and then that's right before he sees himself on TV, you know? True. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I'd like, to, you know, there's certain things that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, did that happen or, or did that yeah. not happen? But that talk show. Yeah. That had to have happened. I was going to say, every time you see that talk show, it 100% happened, except for the The daydream, you know? And you know it's a daydream because instead of, like, when you're at the talk show, you know, you you understand when that's a daydream, but the talk show feels like something that 100% happened. Speaking of the talk show, Mm. you hit me with some trivia. Justin Thoreau when yeah. he's when he's rehearsing his yeah. his entrance he's copying which is great it's yeah. really cool I love yeah. I love that scene and he's doing the whole and he's like how do I sit and everything yeah. and it's such a weird like yeah. thing to focus on but it's great but and Justin Thoreau is the the guest the on the TV yeah the actor that he's trying to mimic that's brilliant know? yeah and then obviously Brian Callen is the age stripper or whatever yeah yeah that's great yeah. But uh, the, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about on this movie, I don't know if you have anything else after this, but um, I was predicting lines at the end of it. So, like, you know, I, I'm a big comic book fan. I've read lots of this stuff. Not bragging. Being a comic book fan isn't something to brag about. I've wasted a lot of my hours reading these things, but I have. Lost a lot of lunch money. Lost a lot of lunch bragging money in about my past. This. <laughs> but, uh, like, reading all these stories, uh, I you ha- you get a sense of who the Joker is and what he's like. Definitely. And so when he was the Joker, I found myself kind of predicting what he would say and how he'd re- react to things. And it was really satisfying for me as a comic book fan to know, like, yes, this is an alternative version of the Joker, but there are elements of him that are kind of universal. Definitely. And the one line that I always, that sticks with me is, and it's one that I can hear in Mark Hamill's voice, I can hear it in Heath Ledger's. It's when he's laughing, he's just sung, it's like, that's like, or no, it's before he sings, that's like, yeah. and it's at the very end, and she's like, what are you laughing at? What's what's so funny? And he just kind of looks at her and he goes, you wouldn't get it. And it's like, that. that's a perfect Joker line, you know? So dark as well yeah. when he says it. Yeah, but it. in my head, I just, I, I heard it, I even heard it in like Mark Hamill's voice, it was like, you wouldn't get it, you know? <laughs> and then uh, he just stares her down, and I just think that's great. Is there any last things you want to well, say well we didn't cover that the fact that we sympathised with the Joker and I yeah. wanted to just get that off my chest yeah <laughs> because all the controversy yeah. is it almost made you guilty like oh well you can't see this guy as a hero and I don't see him as a hero no, definitely but I have not. immense sympathy for the guy yeah. I completely sympathise with, with Arthur Fleck yeah maybe not Joker no but with Arthur Fleck like life is just kicking him in the balls Constantly, all the time, and then when you find out about his backstory mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. the the childhood abuse, yeah. Like, and I, while I was watching it, okay, I, I like the first time I watched that, I, I was going, oh my god, I fully sympathise with the Joker and all this controversy about how it promotes real world violence, mm-hmm. and that uh, he he's depicted as a hero, yeah. I think is is bullshit, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Any really good villain mm. with a really good backstory, yeah. you should sympathize with totally. to a degree. Yeah. And what I I was only speaking to my friend about this on the way home, mm. um, after we seen it, and he loved it as well. He yeah. absolutely loved it. And I was saying to him, you know what? 
and like it would be terrible if he was just a bad guy from the get go. Totally. And you're like, oh, he's just a prick to everyone. Yeah. And then I was saying, to, I was just saying to my mate, I was like, well, I, I'm sure, like, and every good villain, you should see a little part of of his side as yeah. well. And I thought of someone like Magneto, mm-hmm. like his backstory. How do you not sympathize with a Jew that was caught up in the Holocaust? Exactly. And the spark that started his mutation. Well, yeah. the mutation was always there, but what, what yeah. set it alight? was him losing his parents yeah. during the Holocaust. And then you see the parallels years later mm-hmm. where he's getting ostracized because he's a mutant. Yeah. It, we're, ba- we're back to square one. And yeah. I'm like, same thing with the Joker. Like, mm-hmm. of, like, why should you not feel sympathy for someone going through heartbreak and yeah. just life kicking them while they're down? Yeah, totally. Even in the killing joke, you know, there's there's that great element of, uh, you know, his his wife dies. when she's, Just all of a sudden. Just all of a sudden his wife dies and he's, he's agreed to, you know do this mob thing to make money for her but it turns out she's dead so but he still has to do the mob thing and he's failing at realising his dream as a stand up comedian as well that's not going well and like the whole reason he was at the chemical plant according to him is that the mob guys which I always I always love this element the mob guys are like yeah since Batman's around we started dressing this guy up as the Red Hood mm-hmm. but really we're just there to rob things Batman yep. Batman will go after the Red Hood and we'll get away yeah you know? exactly you're just a decoy yeah I always loved that element and he goes there just as a decoy and he ends up becoming this like terrible like just agent of chaos you know of course but how lame would it be if like the, the Joker movie started with Arthur Fleck just yeah. being an absolute cocky dick to everyone yeah. you'd be like when he's the exact opposite yeah exactly know? and that's why that's why you root for him until he starts killing people yeah. of course Yeah. but I, when I was watching it I just thought you're actually a psychopath if you don't have sympathy for this guy yeah and it makes sense like any good storytelling mm. You know, yeah. and that's the problem with some of Marvel's superheroes. When you get someone like the, the Dark Elves, mm-hmm. like well, well, they're not called the Bright Elves, and they're, <laughs> and they're just bad guys. They're just I bad guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just bad guys for and, no reason. And you don't wear Loki. Yeah, the fact that he's adopted, yeah. he doesn't know where he really came from. He never feels he never feels truly loved by his parents. Yeah. And then Thor is this absolute specimen, mm-hmm. the golden child. Yeah, literally. Yeah, 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 literally. So like, you really see you can you can kind of understand him, totally. even though you don't you don't don't agree, but you understand. Yeah, you, yeah. You, at least you understand where the animosity is coming from. Yeah. I love the in the movie the first example of him having the laugh that is uncontrollable that. I believe later is him laughing at what he genuinely finds funny is that uh, is when he's on the bus and he's doing it for That's the child. That's not the first one. Is it not the first time? It starts with him talking to his um, counsellor. Oh, and that's when he has... No, no. so, so awkward. Is it? Yeah, and then I think he's coming from that. But Oh, okay. Right. You don't, but you don't know what's going on then because yeah. you don't even know. Yeah, so he's laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. And I remember that scene because this is how I know that comes first. Oh, okay. It's because I was like, what the fuck is he laughing at? Yeah. And then he's cho- he's choked on his own yeah. laugh. It's horrible. Yeah, he's trying and to it, stop. That looks really painful it in does. real looks life. looks like it hurts him. Yeah. yeah. And he looks so rehearsed that like mm. he really digs in deep. Yeah. You can see his throat tensing up in the yeah. veins. That's horrible. Yeah. And that comes first. And the only reason I know that is because it start, when, it's, when he starts doing that, I'm like... yeah. What is this? But anyway, when uh, when that's he's when it's first revealed that it's actually yeah, it's a neurological thing, yeah. neurological thing. But I mean, I, I again, I think you find out later mm-hmm. that it's what he really finds funny. Is that uh, that's a great Joker moment where he gives the card to her and she's like, you know, it's a condition or whatever. Mm-hmm. I 
I, like when I think about that scene now, I think what he's laughing at is he's like, no, you know, I was doing, I was, I was actually trying to cheer up the kid, and in his head he was going, I could do horrible things to this child, <laughs> and that wouldn't be that funny, would it? That's what, that's where this I was opinion thinking. tells a says a lot about you. I Connor. know, yeah, but that that was like that was my interpretation. It was like this woman thinks I'm doing terrible things to her child when not when in reality I could be doing yeah. terrible things to him, and that's what he's finding funny there. John. One bad thing about this movie is what? it's not thought provoking. It isn't. No, not thought provoking at all. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't leave anything in- open for interpretation. No, that's a great way of looking at it as well. Yeah. Uh, or just anything that you shouldn't laugh at, he, he yeah. laughs. At, you know, yeah. it's great. Also, I noticed when he's in the comedy club yeah. and he tells his joke. When people are laughing, yeah. now I know noticed this the second time. It yeah. goes to his kind of view. Yeah, and the lights are so da- dim, you can't see anyone. Yeah. And then he's almost... So, question, like, the minute when I'm watching the second time, I'm like, yeah. did anyone laugh? I, I also think he's also laughing late. Like, you see him... Initially, when you watch it, you see him trying, and you think, oh, yeah, he's trying to mimic them. He's trying to laugh at what they find funny. But I think there's a moment where he's looking around, and he's seeing what people find funny, and he's deliberately kind of... He might even subconsciously... He's deliberately waiting so that he can laugh out of time because he actually thinks that's funny. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, like yeah. He, he, he thinks his own awkwardness is funny. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like, yeah, he's laughing like, out of time is funny. Laughing out of time is funny because that's what he being thinks. Being weird is funny yeah. almost. Yeah. It's like being out there. And even when he gets on stage, he's laughing because he's like, he like he his uncontrollable laugh starts. And I think it's because he goes up and he's like, oh, no one's laughing and they're all staring at me. Isn't this hilarious? Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. You know? That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool way of looking at it. But, uh, yeah, I think we should move on to like Matt Reeves Batman things. There's a lot to unpack with a that as well, all there. the casting. Will we pause? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and uh, so yeah, we're just gonna quickly talk about because it's related the Batman casting news that came out this week. There's some good stuff yeah. there, isn't there? And then we're gonna finish off this kind of DC centric podcast that we've done. Um, but uh, yeah, so we finally have our Catwoman Zoe Kravitz, who is. Uh, this phenomenal st- phenomenal choice excellent choice she even like when I, I, we have a picture of her up here she looks feline like, I was thinking the exact same thing yeah. you know what, she t- what I thought of as well is mm. Zoe Saldana also mm. has that feline feature yeah. about her yeah. but she's a bit older yeah. like I think she's in her 40s and they're obviously looking for a younger Batman no, and Catwoman yeah. but that feline quality I love that totally and uh, I, yeah I think she's an excellent choice and obviously her stepdad is Jason Momoa who is Aquaman Aquaman you should check out the Instagram post he made because uh, it's like so heartfelt and she's, I haven't seen it yet you, you should have a look and she's so like smitten by him clearly as well <sighs> yeah so it's really cool also it must be really weird that she wants to fuck the shit out of her stepdad must be must be very weird um, also um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Halle Berry got yeah, on this they train all got as on well this train and we're like hey look this is a uh, this is great. They offered advice and stuff and thought that she's great casting and everything. That's so really good. cool. And I, I must say, when I seen those tweets or whatever yeah. they were, I was like, oh, yeah, Halle Berry played Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. Forgot Always about forget. that. Yeah. But uh, it's nice that uh, there's not a lot of backlash as well, but I suppose the pre- the precedent has been set for having like, pers- like I don't know why, it, Catwoman's like, it's not a big deal who plays her, you know? Yeah. As long as the... Like the actor fits the role. You're you know? talking about ethnicity and ethnicity all that. Ethnicity and yeah, everything. Yeah, I know. It I really, know. it like, it makes no difference. Yeah, honestly. I think I've seen one or two people giving out about it, and I'm like, I don't get it. I really don't understand. I really don't. I, I, I cannot understand. Yeah, I like I like when you look at her. I think yes, yeah, that's Catwoman. Like more it, than that, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, 
It was the same. And I, I, I really like Anne Hathaway in that mm-hmm. role, but I, I don't know. Anne Hathaway is like, is like water to me. <laughs> you know, that way there's yeah. not much of a taste. I yeah. don't know. And like, she's not. She's a great actress. She totally. actually is really good. Interstellar. Yeah. yeah. She nails it. Amazing. Like, I, I like her performance more than the movie. To yeah. be honest with you, but I, I don't know. There's never, I never sparked her. Yeah. I think Zoe Kravitz will. Oh, we'll home run. It. She's an excellent choice. And uh, I can see her being a badass as well. This kind of sexy badass. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And like the photo you have up of uh, Robert Pattinson as well. It's a real Bruce Wayne photo. And I like that as well. That, that's why I picked it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you, you were saying that earlier. But I, when I when I see that photo, I can see like this charming billionaire. A young Bruce Wayne. This charming young Bruce Wayne. Like... When I see that photo, absolutely I, crushing pussy. I was like, I was like, I when I look at that photo, I see what the public would see from Bruce Wayne. Exactly. You yeah, know what I that's mean? That's it. Like I, I'm looking at that, and he's like, look at him, sly smirk. You know, what a good guy. What a good guy. You know, this real like he's he's. Why been, am I undressing? No, I don't know. I don't know. I just it just feels right. You know, stick it here, please. Yeah, come here, Robert. <laughs> um, no, but I just I like when I see that photo. So that's why I was saying earlier, I really want to see him in the suit because I want to see. I want to see the real Bruce Wayne. I know, yeah. You know, yeah. I want to see him. And for anyone who's listening to this yeah. and not watching it, you can check out our Instagram because I'm, I'm after posting this yeah. up. But uh, the other big news now is Just that, sorry for the picture, like oh, in case they're wondering what yeah, pictures totally. we're talking about. Because yes. if you're not seeing it in, on YouTube, you can check it out on um, on our Instagram totally, as well. Totally. Um, but uh, the other big casting news this week is Jonah Hill is out as the Riddler and Paul Dano is in, which is an, an even better choice it is an even my, better choice yeah, like in my opinion like and jo- I, I was on the Jonah Hill tra- train totally so was I so was I when, when he said Paul Dano I'm like well perfect okay yeah perfect <laughs> no problem it was like it, I saw the news that Jonah Hill was out and I was like oh shit maybe the Batman's in trouble and then uh, <laughs> maybe Batman needs my help <laughs> I'll help you Batman Batman's stuck down a well <laughs> uh, what was that Lassie and uh, then uh, I saw Paul Dano was cast and I'm like, oh my God, that's so much better. You'd be just scraping gum off Batman's like boots. Would, that, yeah. that would be you helping totally. Batman. That'd be me. I'd be like fixing, I don't know, washing the Batmobile or something. Something stupid. Uh, and when you're talking about Paul Dano, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but when you're talking about Paul Dano, I, well, who was it that I compared him to? Oh yeah, I compared to him to his character in Prisoners. And I was yeah. thinking, oh, that'd be cool. But you slapped me in the face with <laughs> one way better. I was thinking of him and There Will Be Blood, you know? Much better. As this charismatic, manipulative, like terrible guy that you love to hate. Oh, you, know? you love to hate. Like he yeah. is so hateable on that. He is. Anyone who grew up in the 90s, he's like the triple H. Yeah, he really is. Of movies. Like, oh, oh, he's so hateable. Him in 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Man. Awful. Like, I was offended yeah. <laughs> for the things he's saying. You yeah. know, I you know what I think he'll make a good Riddler because uh, I can see him as the Riddler who's kind of smarmy. He knows more than you, and mm-hmm. therefore you can't touch him. Like he's like you could beat me up, but then you'll never you know know what happens. Kind of yeah. like the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight Rises in The Dark Knight. But I also see him as the Riddler who when he gets outsmarted is furious oh, you can, big time you can see the rage and like him and building up he's like how could you do and you it's know it's physique and everything like, it's it, everything he's, he's exact. oh he's perfect yeah. he's really good for the he, Riddler he is and he's kind of you know it's it's actually it's just excellent casting you can see him with the cane and everything I, look, I, I don't know if it will fit into this version of yeah. Batman because you know the cane is a bit kooky yeah 
but I wouldn't be against it. It's, it's an element of the Riddler that I, I've, I just, I really like his cane. The Jim Carrey Riddler? Yeah. 100%. He, he should have two canes. He should have, he should have more than <laughs> he one He needs cane. more canes. He should have different sequined <laughs> outfits. 100%. Like his hair, like Ace Ventura. Oh, crazy. We should talk about how Jonah Hill may mm. have talked himself out of this role as well. Yes. Or at least negotiated himself out of this looking role. Looking for more money. He was looking for 10 million. This is the rumour, but yeah. now many media outlets have, have covered this. It. And um, he was looking for 10 million. And yeah. you might go, well, it's a big movie. Why it might not have worked is yeah. because Robert Pattinson is getting less than 5 million for this role. So Crazy. it's just strange that uh, the, the Riddler would get more than yeah. Batman. Yeah. Although there is, like we were saying, we kind of thought about it and there might be presidents in the past. Like the Batman villain is kind of a huge draw of the movie. And then like Arnold Schwarzenegger was surely making more than... Uh, George Clooney because George Clooney was just coming off ER he hadn't made big budget movies or anything like that and Schwarzenegger was top billing top billing he was and then like even in even the one before that you know we were kind of we weren't sure whether Tommy Lee and maybe Jim Carrey got more than Val Kilmer like it's probably Jim Carrey was on the up and up back then like the late 90s he was crushing it yeah Chris O'Donnell as well he probably made nothing from the movie. Oh, I wouldn't say Almost so. Nothing. And it only cost him his career. Yeah. He probably made nothing and then Alicia Silverstone made twice as much nothing. <laughs> she oh, made just less. Yeah, yeah. Far less. Definitely. Than uh, but uh, Also, Chris O'Donnell probably had to put up with Joel Schumacher. Trying to fuck him the whole trying time. Trying to fuck him the whole time. The whole time. You you educated me on mm. the fact that Joel Schumacher had a hand in starting the AIDS epi- epidemic. Yeah, clearly. Cause how many did he say? He, how many people he said he slept fucked? with over twenty thousand or like ten thousand men or something? He said, "Oh, sorry, he didn't say men. He said sexual partners." Or sexual whatever. partners. He's like maybe he counts his mother because he was technically inside her. <laughs> oh you know, God. Jesus. Yeah, but someone did the math and it me- would mean he'd have to have sex like three times a day for the last I don't know since he was thirteen or something. Yeah, so. yeah. Unless just a tip counts as one. <laughs> anyway, Joel Kinnaman, Joel, not Joel Kinnaman, Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Has allegedly had a lot of sex, basically. Yeah. But uh, Self-confessed, like this is coming from him. Yeah. Um, but the other big Batman casting is Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, which I think is perfect. Man, this, this got strong foundations, this yeah, film. Yeah, it really does. It's got very strong foundations. Getting stronger by the minute. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, 100% I'm in. Yeah, me too. And uh, I like the idea that like he's he's older, he's voiced. You can see him giving orders to people, and then to have him go up against a younger Batman is a is a great fit, you know. Perfect, because you can see like the struggle that would there when they're trying to trust each other, you know, and they're trying to work together. When I hear his voice mm-hmm. and even the way he stands, especially in Westworld, yeah, he, he's got a bit of meat on his bones. He like does. he's a big enough dude. Yeah, he's like the teacher you don't fuck with. No, you he, know, you do not fuck with Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, and like. I, I just think he is if if you're going for a Gotham that is hard and like a, a tough place to live Jeffrey Wright is the Commissioner Gordon I can see who like not only that who gets his hands dirty and gets yep. in there he's a very capable Jim Gordon that's what I that's what I think I think it's brilliant and I, yeah. I was only talking to you earlier about how there's been a bit of backlash like some people have been really against Jeffrey Wright it's gotta be racial yeah. has to be there's the only thing I can think of yeah like one hundred percent got the acting chops. Totally, the age, yeah. the voice, everything, his, his his prowess, everything. Like it takes all the right boxes. It does. Like I, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe like I'm being too yeah uh, PC about it or whatever. But yeah. like I I would not be the person to jump on the bandwagon Absolutely and be like not. oh well you're being racist. But no. it's the only thing I can think of because I think he's perfect. Like none of those seem to me like 
like the, they all seem like perfect pass for the role. Robert Pattinson is the only one that I can truly understand. Yeah. I've, I, I'd have I, I understand I had reservations as well me too I'm, I'm being optimistic about yeah. this I'm getting more and more like when they when I think I'm getting more and more optimistic about this movie is because when they start making right decisions in other casting areas like Robert Pattinson was the first name we heard and when you hear Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman you're like oh that's kind of strange and yeah. then you hear about you know Zoe Kravitz is now Catwoman and uh uh, Paul Dano is now the Riddler and Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon you're like all of those decisions are amazing and I can yeah. see them so maybe I must be wrong about Robin Pattinson they must see something that I don't see and it's making me more excited about the movie yeah that's a great way to put it yeah. and Michael Giacchino mm-hmm. was just confirmed as the composer yes and he's composed like Up The Incredibles Ratatouille Ratatouille but he's also had his hand deep in um, comic book films as well as yeah. he did the last two Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. he's also did Doctor Strange yeah and he's worked with Matt Reeves before on uh, Rise uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes yeah. and War of the Planet of the Apes totally so he's you know he's good for it he's a fantastic composer he did he Star is. Trek mm-hmm. the new trilogy with Chris Pine as yeah. well and like I love the Batman theme the 1989 one the one from the animated series uh, Batman themes I, I live for yeah. even the Batman Beyond theme Jesus I love that it's so good it's so retro and uh, it's, no it's not retro it's like neo-futurist oh it's great yeah. I love Batman themes so I'm I'd be excited to hear a new one yeah you know? it's time for a new one it's time for a new one and a really good one as and well. I hope he doesn't do what he did with Spider-Man where, where he reverted Michael Giacchino reverted right back to the original TV yeah um, team yeah because that worked mm-hmm. you totally Spider Man Spider Man but with this one I want something fresh new fresh take yeah let's do it I want something new I like there are elements of the Batman team that I like from the old ones but I'd really like a fresh one one I hadn't heard before one that I can sink my teeth into you know what? I'm thinking that he might have won an Oscar for War of the Worlds really oh sorry not War of the Worlds uh, War of the Planet of the Apes oh really um, for composing yeah let me just check real yeah. quickly because if he's just coming off an Academy Award as well. Yeah. But uh, as uh, just while you're looking that up, uh, Paul Dano... Uh, Look at his resume. Jesus. Huge. Huge. Excellent resume. Oh, he did Incredibles 2 as well. Impossible, Mission, Mission Impossible 3, Super 8. Awesome. Wow. Those are some good movies. Got a serious body of work. Wow, he, he's... Uh, Coco as well. Oh, that was really good. That is good. He started... He's done a lot of J.J. Abrams work. Impossible 3, Super 8, Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, Star Trek Beyond. That's a lot of JJ. A huge amount of JJ. And I trust in JJ. I do. I trust in JJ. But uh, there are a few... uh, It looks like we're getting... That's our main cast. So there are a few Riddler stories that I I would like to see. Like, uh, I'm just going to recommend them. I'm not going to go through them here because, you know, it's going on for a while. But uh, Earth 1 does a great uh, Riddler story where, you know, it's a fresh take on the Riddler. It's something we haven't yep. seen and it might be interesting in a movie. And then uh, in uh, Zero Year is another great Riddler story that people should check out. I must check them out. Yeah. And it was Up that he won. Oh, okay. Rightfully so. I mean, yeah. I, that song is... When you said Up song, it's like I can oh, hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That intro. Totally. That's all you need. Heartbreaking. <sighs> heartbreaking. Anyway. Speaking of heartbreaking... It's time to end straight to series. We're sorry. We're so sorry. I know you want more. I know. We want more. But uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. You know, we didn't cover a lot, but it was all themed. We covered a lot of Joker. We covered a lot of Joker. And I, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed talking about it. I needed to get it. all those words out of my system. Same. I needed to get all that out to the world so that yep. you can all tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I want to know. Um, Great. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. 
Uh, we hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you next week for next a very week. special episode. Super special. Super special. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. It was the musical episode. episode. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>